Hey, this is Dan Foote. I want to say thanks for listening to Wake Up Call, the Flatirons podcast for men. You know, Cole and I love putting these podcasts together. And every now and then, on a rare occasion, like a shooting star, Cole actually speaks. So before we get into today's podcast, I've asked Cole to share how you can help us. Cole? You might not think so, but it actually helps if you rate us on iTunes. It lets others, people who don't attend Flatirons, know that this is something worth listening to. And who knows what God can do with that. It also helps if you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. There's also a wake-up call page on Flatirons Connect. It's a great way to find extra content and a great way to connect with other men who listen to Wake Up Call. I think that's it. Dan? What? You're not going to mention the fortune cookie? Oh, sure. Fortune cookie is amazing. All right, let's get things started. Let's talk about careers. Not just jobs and work, but careers. I mean professions. Like when we spend our lives learning and growing and investing our, ourselves in a career that we love and provides well for us and our families. Some of you might already know this, but until I became what I like to call a paid Christian, I had a long career as a cartoonist and cartoon illustrator. I still do stuff, mostly for flat irons, but for about 10, 11 years after leaving college, I worked in newspapers. Most of that time as an editorial cartoonist. Now this is back when newspapers were still a viable source of media. My last newspaper gig was at the Dallas Times Herald, and it was one of the biggest papers in the country at that time. It was my dream job, the job I'd worked for since I'd left college. After I started, it wasn't long before my cartoons on national world politics were running in Newsweek and the Washington Post and the New York Times. And I was getting recognition with awards and recognition from my colleagues. But then, one day, while driving home from church, my wife Amy and I heard on the radio, tomorrow marks a sad day for Dallas. It's the last day of publication for the Dallas Times-Herald. That was a kick in the nuts. The competition, the Dallas Morning News, had purchased the Times-Herald at 10.30 a.m. that Sunday and then promptly closed the doors at 10.31, giving all the employees until 5 p.m. the next day to clear out their offices. My dream job came to an end. It took me a while before I could really wrap my head around that and to wrap my head around the new normal. It took about five, six years. But slowly, I could see the writing on the wall. Newspapers and editorial cartooning were a part of my past. And with the introduction of the internet, I could see that newspapers, as far as I knew and loved them, were doomed too. Has anything like that happened to you? Have you been broadsided by unwanted or even unwarranted change in your career? This is Flatirons Men's Community Pastor Dan Foote, and today, Jay Miller is with us. Fresh from his own kick in the nuts. Fresh from a major and unwanted career change in the software field. A career that he spent a large part of his life building. Men out of work, losing your job. Today on... Wake Up Call, the Flatirons podcast for men. I guess to kick things off, um, one of the things that I know about you that you shared when we first met almost six years ago was that you actually worked across the street where Flatirons used to be in the old feed store when 
before it was a feed store, what, what, it was a grocery store. It was a grocery store. Yeah, it was called Saks Grocery, S-A-X. S-A-X. So the idea was- So it's Jack's now. It's Jack's now. It used to be Saks. used to be Saks. Okay. And the, the idea was discount because uh, you sack your own groceries. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't get help. It was more self-service than sure. full service. Yeah. And so I stocked the shelves, cleaned up, got carts. This is in high school? Uh, this is uh, late high school, and then uh, I joined the military out of high school, and I had a few months, a uh, few months in uh, Colorado. So uh, worked there for about a year and a half, and yeah. and that was that was my job. Yeah. So first time I walked in, I was like, "Hey, Jim's preaching from the from the from the meat counter. <laughs> He's, that's where the butcher shop used to that's be." That's right. <laughs> yeah. What branch of service? I was in the army. army. Okay, how many yep. years? Just two years, went in, got the GI Bill, um, yeah. said, hey, I'd love to serve, but uh, I'm probably not going to be a career guy. I'm trying to get to college, want, right. uh, want to get a little bit of funding for that. Had to self-fund uh, the education and yeah. went over, lived in Germany for a couple of years, worked okay. on a nuclear warhead team, and uh, that, really? was, that was Cold War days. Hmm. Yeah. That was Cold War days. So Yeah. So what years were, the, were you uh, in? Like 85 through 87. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's in the heart of the Cold War. Yeah, right tailwind. Yep. Yeah. So that's yeah. So thanks for your service. Oh, uh, that's my pleasure. It, yeah. it really is. I, I went into it uh, kind of mad that my friends were uh, meeting girls and uh, going to parties in college while I was doing push-ups <laughs> at five a.m. That didn't seem quite fair. But uh, no, uh, very very happy to do it. And I was a peacetime guy. There's guys out there in the in the thick of it. God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. So as we kind of dig into this, you and I met just the other day because you're in transition mm-hmm. with your work. First of all, just kind of explain what your career has been like and where where you where you're at right now. My career's been in technology. Uh, after I got out of the military, I got a degree in physics. I uh, thought I'd uh, somehow uh, be able to do that. Uh, wasn't a good physicist, and then uh, out of college, my only marketable skill was I could program a little bit because mm-hmm. I learned some of those skills at the University of Colorado. And uh, and then I found out, man, I'm not a I'm not a good uh, software developer either. Nor do nor is my heart in it. And right. when I got my MBA. Uh, I had a goal to get it by the time I was 30. Um, got my MBA, and I got much more interested <clears throat> in the business side of technology and why why do people invest in it what's important how are their companies growing what's the return mm-hmm. if they do invest in in in, in technology so and this this intrigued you and that intrigued me so that got my fire going i love i have a passion for sales uh sales leadership uh, executive leadership strategy planning love doing all those things um and uh, so I've been in sales, technology sales, for over 20 years. Yeah. Um, had been very blessed, have had uh, uh, great runs, met a lot of great friends, a lot of opportunities. Um, uh, got a drawer full of worthless stock options at my house, tried, tried, to, <laughs> tried to make a run at some companies that uh, didn't yeah. quite uh, get off the ground. But, you know, you always learn a lot. It's, right. a, it's a laboratory that we live in uh, here on Earth, and we, we, we try some things, and they don't always work out. Right, right. But you learned – Yep. Even in the the stuff that didn't work out, you learned. Yep. And you went up the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, sales management. My last role was vice president of uh, worldwide sales for a, a software organization, and uh, had a team in in Asia, in in Europe. Would go to each location three times a year, and and yeah. around the U.S. When you say go there three times a year, how long do you have to stay when you go? Because yeah, generally it's uh, Asia is longer to get to. It's generally about ten days. 
and uh, Europe's uh, a week. You can leave on Saturday and come back the following Saturday, but you get all five days of, uh, of work in. Right. You're able to use all your miles then to take families on trips? Use all my miles, uh, lean on technology, uh, FaceTime, Skype, uh, see my family every day while I'm yeah. traveling, so, so that helps uh, take some of the sting out of it. So your family married with three boys, right? Uh, Deb and I have been married 21 years. Uh, she's awesome. She's awesome. She's just uh, very, uh, very supportive, always has been. Uh, three boys, uh, sophomore in college, Joe, um, senior in high school, Adam, and a sophomore in high school, Jack. Yeah. So, Where did you and Deb meet? We met at Storage Technology. Uh, okay. Even my kids, know, they don't know where that was was at. <laughs> it's it's a barren mm-hmm. it's a barren piece of ground right now. And that was, I mean, that's why I started working there out of college. Is I think they employed like ten thousand. Really, I haven't well, heard of this. So, so Storage Tech, yeah, it's it's across the street from uh, Flatirons Mall on the other side, where it just looks like a hill and nothing around there. Okay. Um, it used to be called Storage Tech Parkway. I don't even know what it's named anymore. Is it on uh, Interlochen? No. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just everything's yeah. interlocking over there. Yeah, interlocking. <laughs> you're right. Circle, drive, parkway, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, met over there, and um, and uh, we met at work, and she was a corporate meeting and event planner, so she's highly organized, keeps okay. me on task, and uh, that was her job there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's talk about uh, the transition you're in, because you contacted me via email. Mm-hmm. Uh, about some stuff, and you were working, you know, kind of alluded to working through some stuff, mm-hmm. and you were in Asia. Where were you? Uh, I was in Asia. I was in Shanghai at the Shanghai. time when I sent you an email. Yeah. I, had a, I had a rough trip. Um, I was uh, not sleeping uh, a lot. A lot of it's just due to the time zone, but I was getting up about uh, 2 a.m. every day and and uh, and working all through the evening and then going to bed about uh, 11 p.m., so... Just my mind was churning. I knew some things were uh, getting ready to change at uh, at work. Yeah, because um, you knew something was off. Yeah. yeah how, how long had that been going on? Uh, it had been. It had uh, things had not been on for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it had been off for a while, but uh, things uh, appeared to be uh, changing. And I just said, "Man, I, I just feel like something's coming." There was intuition. There was there's there was a feeling I got. Uh, could see some things uh, in terms of like some communication and and uh, so yeah, it was me and Deborah uh, uh, skyping and I'm reading emails and stuff. I said, "Hey, sweetie, uh, think the end is near, so mm-hmm. got to prepare for that." How does she respond to that? You're in Shanghai. Are you skyping or are you just emailing? Yeah, we're we're skyping, so we're face to face. Right. Know? I think I'm sitting there in like uh, a bathrobe and uh, my hair is going uh, twelve different ways <laughs> at like two a.m. and yeah. And uh, she's in Colorado and uh, can see that it's sunny out and the sun coming through the window and things like that. You know, she, she's just, like I said, she's very positive. She said, um, hey, th- these, you know, a uh, lot of confidence in me. You can get things to work out. A uh, lot of anger with her. She's, you know. There's Mama Bear, right? Right. Uh, somebody's right. Uh, someone she loves. And I told her, uh, you know, over the past the course of the past couple months that, you know, it's 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 a big drain on me. It yeah. is a big drain, and I'm I go through this like mild depression going in, uh, yeah. trying I'm, to get out of the funk. And I'm it, guessing the two o'clock in the morning uh, falls into that place too, right? I mean, nerves, anxiety. Yeah, you know, I um, um, I, I I try to. Uh, 
try to shut my brain off because I, I know it can keep going and it can keep going. And that's actually one of the things I counsel Deb on. Her brain goes all the time. And I yeah. try to <laughs> I try say it, it'll work out. You know, we can all put our head on the pillow every night. Rest assured that there's plenty to do tomorrow. I think right. all of us in all of our professions. Oh, can, yeah. You know. Yeah. And so you've got to come to that realization. So, yeah, but it did, it did keep me up. I mean, you're, you're the provider. You, uh, you, you want to take care of the family. I've got uh, one out of almost, you know, one and a half out of 12 years of college payments under my belt. So mm-hmm. I've got a lot of that coming up. You think about it financially, first and foremost. And I think right. that's an instinct all of us men have. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, uh, to lead and to be in a men's, uh, men's group for the past 10 years that we've, we've, we've put together. And that's one of the prime topics we talk about is men right. as a provider. It's very, uh, it's very instinctual for us to say mm-hmm. we want to take care. Where do you guys meet? Uh, we meet over in Broomfield at okay. uh, the United Methodist Church over there. A couple okay. of members of the group uh, attend there, and they give us a key and let us. We, we get in there at 6 a.m. on Friday morning. So y- There's a crew of you guys that used to attend that church that now attend Flatirons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, yeah there's, but some, I loved there's, it. there's many that attend here, and, right. and we're kind of all over right now. Right. We're in all different uh, congregations, but that's where a lot of us met. Yeah, and yeah. you've been hanging together for 10 years. At least that long. Yeah. 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 And uh, what does that look like then for you guys when you get together? Is it a Bible study? Is it, is it you know, sharing each other's lives and let's just talk through it? Or it, It's kind of both. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we've studied some uh, books of the Bible. We've, we, we study a lot of other books, you know, the, uh, a lot of the standard, what I'd call the standard men's group. Uh, Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart, Every Man's Battle. Right. We did the Joe Gibbs book. We did Lone Survivor. We do, you know, it doesn't have to be, right. you know, totally spiritual based. It's, it's more about, it's more about a story. Uh, and that's what we all love, you know, about, uh, you know, flat iron sermons and retreats and things like that is when you hear other people's stories, uh, kind of let you know that, man, <laughs> two things. One, you're not alone. You're not alone. If that's yours. And second is like, there's some guys that got pretty rough. I should I should be kind of <laughs> grateful right now. Right? right. When when did you get the news that you were no longer to be with your company? Uh, that was early September. Okay. So it's it's. What like, did that look like? I mean, as far as like, did you get called into an office? Was it a phone call or? Uh, it was a uh, uh, set up uh, late in the day, uh, and that was one of the <laughs> the, the clues, right? When you get called in uh, for a five o'clock meeting and you've never been. I mean, I. I it, I'd work many evenings up until seven, eight o'clock because I had a team in Asia, and that's just when they're getting out of bed. Right. And so I'd stay in the office. I'd do some time shifting, um, and so I'd be there quite late. But nobody had ever set up a meeting for five p.m. Right. And I'm like, okay, this this is something that's <laughs> there. A, it is a little bit off. Dead man walking. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know all those things. Yeah. I, uh, I just uh, had a hunch, and uh, so. Yeah, you know, I, I think I was a bit emotionally ready, so I wasn't caught off guard. Right. Um, I'd seen some other clues, um, but you know, I wasn't caught off guard, and and uh, you know, the the discussion with my manager lasted less than five minutes. Yeah. And said, "Hey, we're uh, you know, you're a good guy." I had been hitting all my goals. Right. It wasn't a performance thing. I'd yeah, that's the thing that goals. struck me is what when you shared with me. It's not like they, yeah. you know, we'd been we'd been hitting uh, our sales targets and and growing the sales team, and I'd uh, tweaked uh, some of the sales team members, and um, we'd we'd done a lot of things to 
to put together what I'll call a sales infrastructure within the organization. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but it was more just they're they're looking for something a little bit different, right? So you know, and and at that level, when you're on the executive team, a lot of times it's hey, just looking for something different, you know? Right. I mean, uh, there's been a few football coaches fired in the last couple of weeks, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, some of those were for losses. Right. But sometimes there's like another coach, that, and they're like, you know, we just we just need something different. Right, yeah. But as men, um, I do believe this is the way God hardwired us. Uh, we're called to work. I mean, mm-hmm. Adam was working before the fall. Yeah, he was already working. Now, work got hard. That was the the curse of after the fall. Work got hard, but we're called to work. And part of working, the way we're hardwired, I believe, is that it, you know we we tend to get our identity and value from and who we are from what we do. And so, when something happens, when you get called, whether it's called into the office and told that we're going a different direction as a in in our sales division or if you get called into the boss's office and said you know we got to make cutbacks and you're you're the last one hired you know last one hired first one out or whatever that looks like it it hits us hard so how did that hit you going at walking out of that office and how did you handle it it hit me harder over in shanghai actually that mm-hmm. was probably the point of the biggest stress it, it, it I don't know what a good metaphor is, but if you're if you're anticipating something that's not going to be fun, a lot of times the anxiety and the fear leading up to it can be worse than the actual right. event. And uh, in 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 Shanghai, I w- it was my my mind was just all over. I was uh, I was probably going through the twelve step process or whatever the step right. process of you know denial, anger. <laughs> right. All the way through acceptance, I was probably working through a number of those things when I was uh, when I was traveling. So was the was mm-hmm. the then the meeting was it almost uh, you know an expected finality and it's like I already know this I know what's going to happen for me it was yeah. for me it was for for many people it's not I, I, unfortunately I've had uh, I've had sales team members that I've had to I've had to deliver that news to sure. And and most of that's been performance. All of it has been performance. Like, look, you know, we're the we the sales team are the breadwinners of the organization. We need to bring in revenue in order to stay healthy. Yeah. And uh, so I've had to I've had to be on the other side of the table, and I've been it, I've surprised people, and and that's that's the cruddiest thing you could you could do. Yeah. That is not fun at all. You try to coach, you try to lead, you try to you try to fix things, but. It's it's still bad. So for me, I was uh, it was almost it was almost a relief. Hmm. It, it was a weird feeling. Yeah, walking out. It was it was a relief. Yeah, I as you shared the other day. There's a to me. I look at this and go. God continues to bless us, encourage us, even in the darkest moments. If we if we keep our eyes open and kind mm-hmm. of listen and and keep kind of connected to that. But God did give you a blessing. Uh, share, share what happened with the uh, uh, with the headhunter, uh, the follow uh, when when you the person that got you oh. this job. To me, that's just that's just God going, Jay. It's okay. So you know, I was, I, I was going, you know, afterwards. So I say it was it was a relief, but it 
I, uh, there's highs and lows every oh, day. Oh, sure, yeah. I call them micro, uh, <laughs> micro states, micro emotional states, right? I told, yeah. I told Dev, I said, look, I'm going to need some hugs, and I'm going to need some kicks in the pants over the next few weeks. Yeah. Challenge is, I'm not going to, you don't know which I need when. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Wait, I needed a hug there. <laughs> And so, uh, but I had a conversation with uh, with a person, and um, it, it was it was a very uh, helpful conversation with me because I, I I called her. She was the, she was the the recruiter that got me there in the role, and and I called her, and I'm thinking, what is she going to think? I'm damaged goods. Is she going to say, Hey, Jay, I placed you here, and look, you didn't you didn't measure up, buddy. Yeah. So I was very I had a lot of anxiety. I I told you Dan the other day I spent. You know, a Sunday afternoon kind of scripting out. It was a short paragraph, but scripting out exactly what I would what say and, and how I would say it. Yeah. Right? I mean, because that's how we're trained in sales. We're, we're actors. You, you, you write a script and you, you load our lips, so to speak, and, and you go and you, 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 you play the part in front right. of the customer. But when it's yourself, it's a little bit different. So I had scripted that out and I called her. And it was on a Monday, and I'm all ready to go. And, of course, you know what that means. It goes right to voicemail. So <laughs> I said, hey, call me back. And, and she called me back a couple of days later, and she said, hey, Jay, you know, um, I talked to them. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> what, what happened? And yeah, What uh, did they really say? And uh, she said, you know, they said that uh, you're a good guy, you did a good job, just not the long-term guy that they're looking for. Yeah. And then she said, you know, I asked him, what are you looking for that uh, Jay didn't bring? And uh, and that's the measuring up thing. Okay, what didn't you do? Mm-hmm. You know, and... Uh, was your heart racing when you asked my that? Heart, yeah, my heart, uh, my heart was racing. And, and uh, she said, you know, they're looking for... I'm not going to go into details, but they're, they're looking for something that that I don't think is really the role of the 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 VP of worldwide sales right they're looking for something that's a hybrid of something else is is what her analysis was right and so there's some relief there there's some relief there like okay I I'm a bit validated because Deb was always supportive um, the guys at my table so the guys in this men's group mm-hmm. uh, that's why I did in Shanghai I sent you know all the eh, here's where I'm at right now I'll jump to the conclusion. I'm pissed and I'm fired up because, you know, all this training we do in men's groups, all the things that we have been working on, all the training I've done with my sons in terms of, you know, squaring the scroll and, you know, being a man of integrity and, right. and working hard and doing all that stuff. And, you know, one of the fighter verses I saw while I was in Shanghai is, uh, you know, uh, in James, you know, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And so the joy and the trial, I'm like, okay, because that's kind of one of my secret fears is when something bad happens, am I gonna, am I gonna still stay close to God? Right. If something happens with a family member or health or job or whatever, I'm like, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll pass that test. Right. I don't think I've gone through enough hardship, Hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, am I gonna stand the test? Am I battle ready? And so that's where I'm at right now is, you know, take all this good stuff. You know, the, the prevailing thoughts that go through my mind are giant God, small problem. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was thinking of Jim and one of the sermons, uh, you know, 
I think it was, I forgot the name of the series, I apologize, but just just doing the metaphor of, you know, the all the the, the water in this jar that he was holding up, right. uh, that's kind of the love that we can give each other, and, you know, God's love is the ocean. So sure. just, just thinking, what a minuscule problem this is. In yeah, God's, the H2O series. Yeah. In, 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 God's, in God's universe and in right. God's creation. Um, and so I'm, I'm just fired up and energetic and great. and and mad in a positive way like your warriors yeah. coming out and and you know I sat my family down um actually the the Sunday before I got uh, the news cuz it happened middle um uh, I think it was middle of the week like Wednesday afternoon and I sat home with my boy my my oldest was home from college and I said uh said to my three boys and I'd already been talking to Deb and we were right. debating how much do we tell the kids. Yeah, and uh, I said, "Hey, boys, you know, I want you to know you're you're men at my table. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're nineteen, seventeen, and fifteen. I said you're going to always be at my table. Right? You know, we're going to link arms on this. And um, I let them know what was going to happen. Told them sometimes things like this do happen, and I knew that they would immediately go to fear. And I wanted to." I, I picked my words very carefully. I told you this. You're going to have to edit this out, Cole. No. <laughs> I just told him. I said, guys, I'm going to, and I said, I'm going to pick my words very carefully. This will not fucking stop us. Yeah. We will get through this. We're going to power through this. We got, yeah. God's got a plan for our life. You know, we're going to, we're going to go through trials. Not every day is going to be a green, fuzzy, warm day. You know, yeah. we're going to have some battle and every day is a battle. So, so that's what we work through as a, as a family for that. Let me ask you this. Um, you're a father with three sons. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole and I can really relate to this. Cole is one of three sons. I am one of four sons. Uh, and, and there's something, I have mm-hmm. a son. Uh, as a father, that relationship with our sons is special. Mm-hmm. And the biggest piece that we have to own as a father is that we are getting getting them prepared to walk out the door and be the men that they're called to be that god calls them to be yeah so as you sit down at that table with deb and your three sons what were you most worried about aside from the fear i'm talking about what were you worried about yourself what were you struggling with in yourself in sharing that uh i my heart at that moment was was thinking about odds are one of my three sons will go through something similar. You bet. Maybe all of them. Yep. You know, it's not totally uncommon. Maybe not this, but some sort of hard, hardship. How can I set an example that mm. they would be willing to follow, right? How can I... Uh, we haven't <laughs> talked about it, but ge- generationally, I didn't have good examples. Yeah. <laughs> Throughout, I had I had some. Uh, I have some faithful family members in my in my lineage, and I have you know, uh, my father was a he was an alcoholic and and uh, didn't have a lot of conversation about hey what does what does this mean right, right? and right. again that's not uncommon but so me and my brother uh, Dean we talk about it a lot you know breaking the the generational mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it generational curse or generational. Right. Yeah, sins of the father. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to just model things in a way, and just you know, it's kind of like you're going to impact two or three generations down the road, right? Right. 
So Yeah, and what you're saying is just so true. The greatest lessons that we learn mm-hmm. <laughs> and that we can help and model for is is working through hardship. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody can do a good time. You know, good times are easy. Yeah, now, a lot of ta- a lot of us blow our lives up when everything's good because we get off track. But what are you going to be like when the when everything crashes and burns? Yeah, where you know all this stuff you just said, all the men's groups you've gone to, all the books you've read, all the Bible verses you've read. This is where you put it to the test. Mm-hmm. And are you going to be a strong man who gets his strength from God? Because yep. on our own, things are going to fall apart, right? Yep. Yeah. I guess when I was uh, when I asked that question about sitting down and talking to your boys, I I'm going to say in this in the, my own personal experience, one of my biggest concerns always I don't I don't want to I don't want to come off weak or as a failure. I'm afraid that that's going to be a bad example for my for my kids and 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 I've only on the other side of a lot of this stuff looked back and seen and had conversations and learned that it was during the hard times when I was most concerned about that that some of the greatest lessons get learned. So. Yeah, uh, you, you, I was feeling weak in in many of those moments. I was doubt. What did I do wrong? I sure. was I was really upset that I couldn't solve the puzzle. For those of you, for those of those who know me and those who are close to me, I I think I get along with just about everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really frustrated me. I couldn't fix that. Right. I couldn't fix that. And and was I damaged to goods? And, you know, how would I tell this to the next company that wanted to bring me on? And the reality is, I don't know what I would do different, but at that moment, I felt like damaged goods. And I call that a God moment because when I, when I chose those words carefully in the, you know, the... <laughs> <laughs> the the strength and the 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 masculine strength I guess came out. Um, that wasn't me. I don't believe that was me. Mm. But I just wanted to give them peace and comfort to know that we're we're gonna get through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not through it. You're still in the thick of things. Yep. You're in process of trying to you know land another job. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I it's easy for me to sit on the other side of this table and go, I'm excited about what next steps are going to be, where God's going to lead you, because God isn't going to leave you or forsake you. You know, God promises that he has plans for us to prosper and grow, and so I'm excited for what that looks like. But I've also been where you're at, Mm -hmm. to lose a job, and then go, what next? Um, And so what what steps are you taking? I tell you, the, the the worst was the next day, as I sat down and I started to uh, do what I'll call rudimentary research on what's available out there. And I went and looked, and it it got me locked into this real negative pattern. Wow! Like, yeah. Uh oh. You know, there's some there's some management jobs at local fast food places. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like you want fries with that? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's never a good time to lose a job, though, right? It's yeah. never a good time. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I was looking for a few days, uh, doing some. Here's a key distinction for me: is I sat down by myself, doing a lot of research, looking at some things, and what I found was, I can't do too much of that in one bite. Yeah. 
I've got to interact with people. I have to network. I have to pick up the phone. I have to call people. I have to try. I, I have to share my story. I have to be authentic about it. And what I learned is I'm not calling people asking for jobs. What mm. I'm calling is saying, hey, just want to let you know I've got an active search going on. And here's how you could help me. Do you know of any interesting people I should be talking to? People who are who are aware and at the core of some some interesting projects. Mm. Do you have interesting people I should talk to? Do you know any interesting companies that I should investigate and do some research on and see if that's a fit? And, you know, finally... Do you, do you know of any jobs, any any openings that uh, that you see around? So that's what I've I've done with with people, and I'll tell you what. Um, when I get on the phone with people, that changes my body chemistry. Mm. And when I talk to people, and I I can feel the energy and tap into you know good solid trusted networks. And right. even friends of friends, those secondary friends are actually proving more valuable than the than many of the primary friends because mm. they want to help a they want to help a friend of a friend. There's a lot of good people out there who want to say, "Hey, yeah, that's I, great. I can vouch for you." That's great. Yeah, and that's where you're you're going with the actual. I'm going to say, I'm putting quotes around the professional search, but you're also doing some really good stuff too. I mean. You mentioned your brother, Dean. Yep. Uh, so Dean works, he's on staff here. He's a, works facilities uh, mm-hmm. here. And he's roped you and he's got you working. You know, you, you're helping him with some of the stuff going on across the street and, and whatnot. So you're keeping your body busy. Yep. yep. You're, you're, you know, you talked about your stunt. You're trying to keep your mind focused on positive things. So you, I think you said you're not, you're not watching the news. I so you, you didn't watch the debate the other night? <laughs> I was I was actually out uh, meeting with somebody during the debate. I didn't see that. I should. I, I want to see it, but um, no, you don't. <laughs> about, about 25 years ago, I, uh, I I had a mentor tell me, you know, to, to he said, you know, fill your mind with good stuff. He and he was a non. He was not. It was a non-Christian conversation. It wasn't about faith, and, right? But he was right on. I mean, he said that you know, there's no nutritional value in local news. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, stay aware of what's going on in the world. Figure out how to do that. Don't mm-hmm. unplug. Don't go into a hole. But uh, feed yourself good, positive stuff. And yeah. and I can't remember. I think it was Zig Ziglar that said the only two things that are going to change you uh, between now and between the between now and the day you die is the the people you meet and the books you read. Right. And that that goes with you know audio books or whatever. Just whatever infor- good positive information you can ingest. And I've always right. taken that. So as I told you the other day, I'm every morning I start off with a healthy dose of of positive thinking. I mean I'm I'm old school. I've got old Norman Vincent Peale CDs. I've got Zig Ziglar of uh, you know Tony Robbins, that kind of stuff. And and what those guys are really good about Actually, so the first thing I told you to do is big God, little problem. Right. In, in the whole scheme of the world, right? Mm-hmm. I'm healthy, blessed with a family. In the whole scheme, big God, little problem. I'm in God's hands. And 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 so that that's great. Second thing is a life of gratitude. So be grateful for what you have. And that's what a lot of these, these thought leaders over the course of the past hundred years in terms of positive thinking, it's not just about positive thinking. It's like... Just be grateful, right? And right, and what do you have? And if I look at my family and and the opportunities and and the friendships and the relationships, and I do like a power walk. I try to do a thirty minute power walk mm. about mid morning, 
I need that little break. And I, I really kind of pump myself up. I listen to just very fast beat music. Okay. Uh, they have all these playlists on Spotify and Amazon. Just, just, just good, good fast beat gets your gets your body and your emotion going. Your heart rate going. And, and I just, I just walk around, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, God's wealth is circulating in my life, and it's not it's not monetary wealth." I want to be clear on that. It, right. It, that's a. I think I'll be blessed. And I have been very blessed in that area, but it's with relationships. It's, it's with, with joy. It's with opportunity. It's with it, it just all the texture of life. Yeah. And you've got to pump yourself on it. And, and I'm where you know, the first few days, again, I was pretty down that first few days because I didn't know how to wear that shirt. I didn't. Right. And, um, and now I'm, I'm thinking, man, I'm so excited to see. I, I said, I bet I'm going to get meet somebody that's going to be at my table for the rest of my life in this new opportunity. Wow. Somebody I've never never met before. Let me ask you this. If, have you found other scripture verses that are just popping up in the process of all this? Are you finding the training that you talked about with mm-hmm. these men in these Bible studies and reading these books? You know, I, uh, the reason why I ask is uh, it's almost to a man, everybody I talk to. You know, going through a hard times, like, oh wow, you know, I I keep thinking about this verse. You know, is is that happening? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've I've got a. I, I, so I took uh, Scott's uh, you know fighter verse recommendation. I'm trying to get uh, more and more into my bailiwick and just make that part of more more part of my life. Um, a lot of them, you know, I've I've. Are from the past, you know. Lean not on your on your own on your own understanding, you know. In all right. your ways, acknowledge him, and and he will he make will your make path, your path straight. Because I don't see my path. I don't know where that's going. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, that's for good. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And I believe that. Yeah, I believe that that is the plan. Yeah. And again, uh, I try. Not to think about it in terms of uh, material wealth. I I, I want to think about it in terms of other opportunity. Right. You know, uh, Jesus uh, on the Sermon on the Mount. You know, when we read through that, Matthew begins <clears throat> in chapter five, and you know goes through two chapters, and um, in Matthew six thirty three is what I I, I you know. I, I think we all have life verses or something, but this one I, I clung to for a really long time, and I, I still do, but I kind of view it differently a little bit. But it's the, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you as well. And when Jesus says all these other things, it's everything he just talked about prior to that, which was all the stuff like, what are you going to eat? Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about where, you, where you're going to live. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All this other stuff will be added to you as well. But in that, it's just that there's a lot of people that take that and do the name it, claim it. God wants me in a mansion, and God wants me wealthy. And this, you know, maybe God does to some people that can handle that. I'm going to say. But when you read through that, who does Jesus point out? He points out the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. Or this old song, I think, by Rich Mullins is like, you know, yeah, I know he's going to take you to him so I can, you know. Dress like a flower and eat like a bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, the, the truth is, 
God has the Miller family in his hands. Absolutely. He has you in his hands, and he is guiding you in this process. And I loved hearing, sitting in that Starbucks uh, patio the other day, is that you're leaning in on this, and you're, you're, you're seeking what he wants first and letting him worry about the rest. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. And I'm looking forward to bringing you back when we talk about where you land. I want to be back. Yeah. I want to be back. We'll, so. be, we'll be praying for you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, it's, if it's okay, let's pray right now. All right. Uh, God, I thank you for Jay coming in. And even though they are walking through uh, a time of anxiety and uh, fear of the unknown and all that stuff, I thank you because you're speaking into their lives and their hearts. Just protect them. We pray for for just quick, uh, just a quick answer that you would open the door that leads the Miller family to where they're going to next, and that you would bless Jay with what he just said. There's someone that's going to be sitting at his table for the rest of his life in the midst of this situation. And we lift this up in the only name we can ask, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Nobody really likes change, but change is inevitable. And when it comes to work, we will all have to deal with it. The Miller family is in what looks like from the outside a pretty scary place. But in reality... They are exactly where God wants them. Now that's really hard to see when you're in the thick of that storm, when all you can see is the empty email box and the dwindling bank account, and you're just waiting for rescue. But remember all those Bible verses that Jay recited, the ones that he's hidden in his heart, the words from God that are giving him hope and peace? Yeah, that's exactly where God wants him. Many of you know exactly what Jay's walking through right now, and some of you, you're just yet to deal with it. Either way, remember what God tells us from his word in Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Them, the lost job, missing paycheck, the bill collectors. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. We've got a devotion and some discussion questions for you and a downloadable PDF. Take some time to work through those and discuss them with your buddies, your wife, your small group. Tomorrow, my friend Jim Krug swings by to talk about men out of work, retirement. And, you know... It's the old thing, I, you know, trying to find, and I think that's what we're, you know, we're talking about today. Just that transition into uh, what's enough. So, in other words, hey, if you sacrifice your health and you say, well, that gives me another year or two of retirement, but it's sort of wrong. You know what I mean? That you try, but yet it's a real issue. So you try to find. To me, it's like standing on a waterbed. You're trying to find that balance. Until tomorrow, this is Dan Foote for Wake Up Call, the Flatirons podcast for men.